This is the Citizen of Heaven podcast number 226, Youth, Part 3. I'm Hal Hammonds, Citizen of Heaven, your embedded correspondent in Satan's world. Thanks for coming back. Chris Emerson and Phil Robertson are back to finish our discussion about our young people. Chris preaches for the Lindale Church of Christ in Lindale, Texas, and hosts the Excel Still More podcast. Phil Robertson works with the Valrico Church in the Tampa area and is vice president at Florida College. Check out his work at knowmyjesus.com. We wrap up by turning the tables and dealing with the need for old folks like us to access the child within. My daughter Kylie came home a few months ago with Candyland, a game I have despised ever since I was old enough to despise things. Except this was a giant version. The player board is a floor mat. You actually walk from space to space, trying to collect the special items, hoping the spinner favors you and lets you collect the items you need. Or in my case, hoping the spinner favors someone, anyone, as quickly as possible so the game can finally end. Here's what I learned. Bigger is not a synonym for grown-up. Paul's point in 1 Corinthians 13, 12, where he says adults are to put away childish things, is not to condemn Candyland, ice cream bought off a truck, or pitching a fit in the aisle at Walmart. He's telling us that things from early stages in life, like individual revelation of God's Word, pave the way for their grown-up counterparts, like the completed New Testament. I say all that to say this. Is it ever okay for old people like us to just act like kids? I hope so. <laughs> I tell you what, I hope so. That's why I love camp so much. Uh, and, and I love to be involved with camp and being around the kids. There's life and energy uh, with that. And, and man, just look at the example of our Lord Jesus. Uh, I tell you, one of the things you miss sometimes is our Jesus is Jesus's interaction with his disciples when they displeased him. And one of the things that displeased our Lord the most with his disciples was when they tried to keep the little kids from him. (laughs) He Mm -hmm. he was indignant. I'm going to assume from that point on, anytime a little kid showed up, they immediately ushered that kid to the front and said, everybody else is going to have to wait. This kid goes first. And they probably had fun with people uh, who didn't know that law that would hinder a kid, they would just sit back and go, "Uh uh-oh, here it comes. (laughs) Jesus is going to get on them because our Lord loved children. And I I think that's one of the things that I see as we get older that is not good for us. We fail to remember a childlike heart and to enjoy childlike things and to get happy and excited about the little things that they do. And, and when we lose that joy, that excitement, we lose the great peace that the Lord has intended for all of us to have, because at the end of the day, we are children and he is our father. And boy, how I long to just be with dad, to be with my father and to enjoy his company. And I personally believe, yeah, we need to be children and enjoy doing childlike things at times. That's so central, that idea of, of innocence and dependency. Beautiful message of these kids, you know, when he calls the kid to him. I mean, in their culture and time, you know, it, it was different for these kids if they're street kids. And 
I mean, they're dependent on somebody to care for them. And he's like, bring them here. I, I want, I want to care for them. And, and there's that sense of they were innocent to the things that we see in adulthood. And, and I'm going to say something in a minute that may not exactly fit what you guys think. And I'll, I'll welcome your, you know, it's not important that you agree with me only that you admit that I'm correct, but, and it's based, I was kidding. Don't write me up over that. I was kidding. Um, it's important that we keep that sense of dependency and, and innocence in our youth because I think when we grow up, uh, here's my controversial statement. I, I don't think there's much difference between adults and kids. I think they're taller. I think they're, they're, you know, they have more facial hair, but what I mean is you're still kind of you, you know, I'm still me from 18. I, I, all the, the gifts God gave me, I still have them. All of my sort of deep seated struggles, I still fight them. I think we fight them better. I think we're more mature and we read scripture and the Holy Spirit does his work and you create better environments. Like all the stuff that that I bring into my mind changes over time because I keep learning and all the environment around me can change. But you talk about, are you still a child? I think you're still you in many ways. You're just supposed to figure out what to do with the you that you are, how to manage your struggle points, how to maximize your your gifts. And so as we get older, we need to be, I guess, let me go with the youth. When you're young, don't think, well, okay, all right, I'm 16, uh, probably have these gifts, you know, but mainly I have these struggles. And when I'm 25, it'll, I'll be different. When I'm 35, I'll be di- life around you will be different, but you won't be that much. So you need to go ahead and start working with and on what's in you now. You need to go. And by that, I mean, if you have great gifts in you, you're going to have those gifts your whole life, probably. So start cultivating them now and let's see how far they can grow. Because if you delay them, they'll still be there 10 years from now, probably. The gifts, the abilities, the natural inclinations. But you you will have, under God's eye, he would have expected them to grow so much more. But your weakness is probably going to be similar too. Uh, when I'm 28, I won't have these temptations and struggles. If that's who you are, you probably will. So let's let's own the need to work on ourselves now because it's kind of like your body. You have the same body when you're 18. You have the same physical body when you're 28, 38, 48, and 58. It will change, right? It will change a lot. Its capabilities will change a lot, but it's still the same body. So you need to mind what you do with it at 18 because if you do something dumb with it at 18, you're still going to have it at 58 and you're going to be going, man, when I was 18, I should have treated this body different because it is mine. I kind of feel that way. About, I'm not saying we can't grow and change and renovate, but it, it's like you can't change your coding necessarily. You've got to learn how to work with it young and begin to maximize it because you're like Phil said in the open, your purpose, like you're building out a lifelong purpose. So don't expect my warning to young people is don't expect that when I get married, when I get a job, when I get a, you know, a house, then I will be the kind of person who, no, you're, you're going to be you, you're you now, you're you then let's work on you because it, it matters. And not some breaking point where you're, I'm not a child anymore. All my childish things are gone. Now I get to start being the adult me. Where's that line? Because I don't remember it. I don't remember that hard reset line. I'm still me, still working on me. So there's, I want our young people to take ownership for the process because there's not like a, you don't get like a new gamma video game or something. You don't get like a new game setting when you're 30. 
it's the same. You're playing the same game. What's really cool about it, though, is some of what you had as a teenager that you saw as a liability. Praise God that he he allowed you to still be you and keep all of that. And you, it turns out under proper management, it becomes this great asset. You know, I was sarcastic as a youth, sharp mind and witted and weaponized it and used it to promote self and tear others down. And that was part of my weakness in my youth. I still have all those sarcastic, quick-witted tendencies, but over time, I learned that that's still me, but God can use that. God can use that to very quickly pick people up. God can use that to breathe oxygen into a Dead Sea dying room. Like God can use, God can use what I thought was a weakness. I didn't turn 25 and I was no longer that person, still that person under the renovation of how God wants to use it. So I want our young people to go, whoever you are right now, I mean, if you're in sin, we know that's different. We, we purge the sin, but sin isn't who you are. Sin is something you're doing or allowing. I'm talking about who you are. Like who you are is an asset. Even the things that you don't think are about you, you just better watch out. Because with some optimism and some faith, God can turn that into your greatest asset and strength. It's just really cool. Well, and if you really kind of jump on it, and I appreciate all y'all's thoughts on this, um, our Lord wants us to be like children. In fact, if we don't humble ourselves as a little child, we'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. He is calling us to a childlike heart. It's clearly not the selfish. It's clearly not the tantrum child that he has in mind there. But it is the heart that is willing to humble ourselves to others. You know why some people don't like to play Candyland with a bunch of kids? Because they don't want to look stupid. They they don't want to look, you know, who cares? You're playing Candyland. I get it. You know, it's the same thing, you know, at camp. You know, you do things because the kids enjoy seeing you in that moment. And we need to sometimes take a step back and go, who are we trying to impress? Who are we trying to impress? Who am I trying to impress with my preaching? Who am I trying to impress with what I do over here? Who am I trying to impress with this car? Who, who are you? Who cares? Who cares? Children just want to be loved. And children haven't got the big head yet, Lord willing. You know, and, and, and so, yes, please act like children, please, please see what your heavenly father is trying to tell us. Yeah. There, there are times when I catch myself playing hide and seek or or something like that with some of our little people. Uh, We have a three-year-old, I think, who just thinks I hung the moon because I pay attention to him. You know, and I validate his his feelings and I, I look him in the eye and, and have fun with him and laugh at his silly jokes and all that kind of thing. And there are times when I think, you know, maybe there's something more important that I should be doing in the foyer 15, 20 minutes after worship services than uh, than playing with a three year old. And then I say, you know what? I'm not sure there is. I, I think that I'm doing good work here. Uh, and and it's not that I'm being noble and self-sacrificial or whatever. I'm having fun. I, I want to do this kind of thing. I'm not here against my will. But treating little people like they're valuable, that's a message for, for the children. That's a message for their parents. 
That's a message for other little people, other parents. And it's a message for me, you know, to think, you know, I'm not so important in the Lord's church, if you want to define important that way, that I can't get down on my knees and and make googly eyes at a little child. This is part of my work. It's part of being a human, not only just part of being a, a preacher. It's part of being a human. And frankly, I have concerns in my heart, deep concerns for adults who have no use for children. I, I don't get that. That really, really bothers me. Both of those comments there in that last section uh, had me opening my Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 8 because it, it gives a warning to adults, but it also caters back to this idea of love and dependency. It's about things concerning idols. You guys know this text. He said, we know, which is a very powerful thing, we know uh, that we all have knowledge. And that's what happens as you grow older. You know more, you understand more, you see more. Knowledge makes arrogant, but love edifies. Now, knowledge doesn't have to make you arrogant, but if with increased knowledge, it diminishes your love for people, it diminishes your affection, your compassion, and your patience. And we've both seen it. We've both seen people grow into adulthood. And I'm convinced they had to have been scarred in some way in their youth. But the more they know, the less they know how to love. The more they understand and clarify and get right and change themselves, the harder they are on others, the less patient they are. He said, if anyone supposes that he knows anything, he is not yet known as he ought to know. In other words, no matter what you know, you're still that child sort of groping for the next moment. You never really become something that is higher in that sense. But if anyone loves God, he is known by him. So one of the things that we want to encourage in our young people is, first of all, really young people and kids, they just, they don't know how to say it. They just naturally love their parents and they have affection and dependency. And then you become a teenager and you have to try to become independent because you start learning things like, okay, I've got to do my own thing and get a job and do things. Don't let love diminish, build knowledge on love. Part of it's humility. The more I know, the more I realize what I don't know. The more I learn, the more I realize how much I still have to go. And so we're not diminishing knowledge, you know, and you will change over time because of your perspective. But man, keep loving. Good grief. Keep loving. And then also, if we're going to bring our children up and the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, we got to spend a lot of time with them. You got to spend a lot of time with them doing things that they enjoy doing. And, and so that you can nurture that. And, and I'll just piggyback on what Chris was saying. One of the challenges with being an adult is you know too much about people sometimes. And then that affects your ability to love them. Kids, they don't have that problem. They love them. They love them. And they're also quick to forgive even when there's things that happen that could affect on a relationship, they're quicker to forgive than we are. Uh, they have that childlike memory system. <laughs> it's, and, and it's because they have a heart for loving and caring. And so, uh, so yeah, be like a child. Play with children. Do some childlike things. It'll be good for you. And then keep yourself healthy so you can keep playing with your kids when you're old age. Amen. 
Yeah, I want to be the I want to be the granddad who's still coaching their soccer teams and playing football with them. I don't want to be the dude just sitting on the porch who can't move. If all I can help it and the good Lord takes care of me, I'm going to do the best to take care of myself so I can be there for them. Thank you for listening to the Citizen of Heaven podcast. Please rate, review, and share so others can access this content. I encourage you also to join the Heaven Citizens Facebook group. There you will find links to related materials, conversation starters, poll questions, and the occasional special announcement. Also, check out the How Hammonds channel on YouTube for even more content. Until next time, be strong and courageous, fight the good fight of faith, and do all things in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is Hal Hammonds, Citizen of Heaven, signing off.